Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello and welcome to The Splash. I'm John Shea of the San Francisco Chronicle, and what a great pleasure to speak with Reverend Bill Greeson, who is Willie Mays' teammate on the 1948 Birmingham Black Barons and is an American hero three times over for serving two terms in the Marines, one that took him to the Battle of Iwo Jima in World War II, for becoming the St. Louis Cardinals' first African-American pitcher, and for the tireless work as a minister at his beloved Bethel Baptist Church in Birmingham the past several decades. We pick up the conversation with the Reverend giving his reaction to the news that Major League Baseball is reclassifying the Negro Leagues as a Major League. So the Negro League statistics through 1948 will now count on the Major League Register. It's great. Nothing wrong with that because a lot of us played in the Major Leagues. So it was no distraction. In fact, it, uh, most of us who played with teams, the people they drew more people than they had ever before. And like Willie Mays, my good friend, I heard from him yesterday. And uh, he and I played together. And Birmingham started together in Birmingham. And I finally made it to the Cardinals. And I stayed long enough to get a cup of coffee. Sure. But uh, we, uh, we really really boosted baseball with players and everything. We had guys who had speed, good pitchers and hitters and outfielders, and so everything was a blessing. And we don't, we don't feel bad about the, the long it, it has taken, but it's a good thing to, to be recognized now and to know that we're all in this thing together. Well, that's beautiful. And Artie Wilson as well got that cup of coffee with the 51 Giants before Willie showed up, but he played yeah. so many years in the Pacific he, Coast League after. Yeah, Artie and I were good friends. Mm. Willie, wonderful still here from Willie. In fact, I heard from him today. We're still in touch with each other. Well, only two of us left. From the 48 Black Barons. Yeah, just two of us left. All the rest are dead and gone. Well, that's that's so a we, shame that this couldn't have been done earlier. When you know Major League Baseball, uh, with researchers and historians and the Negro League Baseball Museum got together and said, "Let's make the Negro Leagues the major leagues." So that your stats well, on the forty-eight Black Barons will now be combined with your stats on the fifty-four St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah. And, so. Uh, I, mean, I played uh, in the International League, and in the um, I was with the Columbus, the Columbus Redbirds, and the Rochester Red Wings, and the uh, Houston Buffs. Uh, God bless me to be able to be a part of that. And, and time changes a whole lot of things, and you know we're not angry about it. We just thank God we were able to make a contribution and we tried to exhibit the 
kind of decency and professionalism that, that was needed when we went in. Well, that Black Barons team was legendary. You made it to the Negro Leagues World Series, the final Negro League World Series, by beating the legendary Kansas City Monarchs and then falling in five games to the Homestead Grays. And you won, yeah, we did. Black, you know, you won the Black Barons' only game that series. Yeah, that's right. And when I was calling to the ministry, I forgot all about baseball. Mm. I had to concentrate on looking after God's people. And that's been going on nearly 50 years. And I'm, I'm just thankful that I was a part of it and I didn't go bragging and making myself known. If somebody had some history on it, I would be glad to talk with them. But I never asserted myself because I never... My mom taught me uh, a paradox, I believe that's what she called it. The way up is down. And I said, what did that mean? She said, if you exalt yourself... You'll be brought down, but if you humble yourself, you're in a safe spot. So I live with that all and still do all of my life. Well, the Bethel Baptist Church in Birmingham, I mean, I, I always tell people when I tell them about you, in fact, I was on the radio today, I always say you're a three-time American hero. The, the first black pitcher on the St. Louis Cardinals, you, you fought in the, the Battle of Iwo Jima, you know, you're, you're, you're a trailblazer in baseball, a, a hero in, in the military, and, and also a, a hero with what you're doing now uh, in, in church. I mean, Reverend Greeson for five decades spread, spreading the gospel. So it, it's, it, it, it's an amazing and exemplary life. I, I don't know what to say other than thank you. <laughs> well, I said thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, you know, I never tried to seek any recognition. I just did what I had to do. And, and we uh, we learned a song way back, yonder. let the works I do speak for me. And not, you know, after have to say to yourself, just do it, it'll come to the light. And that's what has happened now in the, in the, in the major leagues, excepting fellows who played in the Negro League to become a part of a, um, the major leagues. Well, this is the 100-year anniversary of the Negro Leagues. Uh, you know, perhaps another way to educate the next generations and, and to recognize all the great players. But what did it mean to you to be part of the Negro Leagues? Oh, it was great, great. Because in, in, in being a part, we, we realized and recognized we were not only to be recognized as black or Negro ballplayers, but we were representing our race. The abilities that we had and how we carried ourselves, you, you didn't have any anything to blight the, the player's life or anything by being thrown out or stealing or cussing and stuff like that. We, we tried to be an example for those who would follow us. Don't mind people calling you out of your name and calling you a different name. Just don't be that. It should be yourself. Well, and that's been a blessing in the way I was brought up in Atlanta. I used to live right across the street from Dr. King on Albert Avenue. That is amazing. And uh, Yeah, I used to live right across the street from him. Not long ago, my brother died in Atlanta, and I had the guy who carried me over there go by Albert Avenue. It's a lot different now, but I'm just thankful I was a part of that early history over there. We'll be back with more of Reverend Bill Greeson right after this quick break. You ready? Showtime. 
On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You were a rookie with the 1948 Black Barons, and so was Willie Mays, and you're 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 in the rookie class and your first year you're in the world series you're like one of the best pitchers in the league what do, i mean willie was 17 then and you had already been in the military uh in world war ii and you were a man and he was just a, a, a youngster what what was that like yeah. <laughs> well it, it was great you know uh having to come out of the service at an early age and not be wounded uh, it was it was just a tremendous blessing to, uh, to be able to be a part of the beginning of something that was good I never wanted to be a part of anything that was bad and anytime even among my own people and players wherever I saw something that was not right I got out of the way of it and I still do that now you know in the ministry, everybody's not called by God to be a preacher. And I have some who go into the ministry rather than being called into it. And when you call, you accept whatever gifts they're going to give you, and you try to help as many people as you can. That's mm-hmm. been my life. I That's love helping people. You were blessed in Iwo Jima, right? That's where it all started. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Two of my best friends were killed there. I could have been court-martialed, but helping one, he got hit. He was calling on me. To, and I called three other Marines. We got a stretch and got him down to the beach. And CO at that time, they told us, don't leave. If anybody got hit, call the corpsman. But that was my buddy. And, of course, the one who threatened to do us in, he's still on the island somewhere. Hmm. That was that was my friend, and uh, I didn't mind whatever the results would be. And when I got there, he had a, he had a great wound, and I think he lived a couple of days after that. But I remember before we went out, we the two of us were together in California before we boarded that ship to head over, and we were just like brothers. Well, you received the the Congressional Gold Medal in 2012, going back to Washington. Do you have advice for for others on on living a great and all around exemplary life? Just try to be decent and live decent and be a helper, not a herder, and stay humble. Don't exalt yourself. Don't try to be like other people. Just be yourself and stay with the Lord. Stay with God and let Him be your guide. So he'll help you when you get in tight spots and, you, and say, I've had cancer, but I haven't had to take any chemo or anything. God took care of that. Everything went well with it, and uh, I've just been blessed. Well, you, you know, you and so many other of the Black Barons maybe didn't get a fair shake. Yeah, you got the cup of coffee, like you said, but you could have pitched longer. You, you got removed early. Um, you could have pitched longer in the big leagues. You and so many others maybe didn't get the chance that you deserved, right? 
oh, we don't, we don't worry about that. Mm. You know, we never, I never was angry because wow. I didn't stay longer. Uh, my manager at the time was from down in Mobile. Eddie Stanky. Eddie Stanky. And one night I hadn't touched the baseball. Just every day I'd go out and run. Didn't hardly have anybody to catch with. And uh, I was pitching batting practice and didn't do too well. And he rushed out there and cursed me, and I cursed him back. Eddie Stanky. You know that didn't that didn't go with a black talking back to a white man, especially in the South. And so from then on, it was. I was just there, but I didn't mind it. I didn't. I didn't. I never would have said anything to him if he hadn't, because I hadn't touched the ball in a week or two. Didn't have nobody to play catch with, so I don't have any regrets. I thank God for taking care of me and for the contribution that I made. I think I've left a pretty good record in the minors as well as the majors too, because nobody knew uh, how I was treated when I was St. Louis. So I feel okay about life now. I'm thankful to be alive. At 96 years and four months, that's a long time. We could all hope. Well, when you look at the at the Black Baron team, who what what names stand out? I mean, you played for Piper Davis, and you talked about Artie Wilson, the shortstop, and you know Jimmy Zapp and Ed Steele and Norm Robinson, all these great names. Yourself on the mound, Joe Scott, and of course the young Willie, but. Who, 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 who stands out for you when you look back at that great team? Well, it, it, it's pretty hard to just pick out one person because we were a team. I mean, a real team. We helped each other. Artie Wilson and Piper Davis, Willie Mays. And the fella used to catch me when I pitched Herman Bell. And of course, Ed Steele also played right field. It's just a blessing to be able to play with him. You know, there are statistics that go with your name from 1948 and it seems like every website is a little bit different i mean one has you throwing 69 and two-thirds innings another has you throwing 89 and a third innings one has you with a 3.23 era you know another has a five and three record another has a seven and four record five complete games and a shutout i mean either way it was a great year but they're trying now to go back and mix these statistics, even though they might not have been perfectly kept with all the statistics in the history of Major League Baseball. Willie Mays has zero home runs and zero stolen bases, according to the statistics in 1948. And he said, come on, I hit home runs, I stole bases. I mean, do you I know remember Willie kidding. Mays doing those things in 48? I know they're kidding. Because he was one of the fastest on the team. And he'd get on base and steal bases. That's what you know, the, the scouts saw. So he had the speed and everything. And, and that, that's just something one writer maybe says about him. But Willie was, a, was all around. He could catch the ball, run it down, hit, steal bases. And, just a good ball player. Well, of the statistics I read uh, from your year, are, are those at all close in your mind? I mean, did they not keep the the barnstorming stats or the exhibition stats? You know, 69 and two-thirds, 89 and a third, a five and three record, a seven and four record? I don't even remember how I many I won and lost. I know I won more than I lost. Oh, yeah. But uh, I don't remember any of that. Uh, Whatever they 
they have written it's all right with me, mm-hmm. you know. It's all over, and whatever they come up with is fine with me. But I know what I did, and and I pitched the game that put us in the World Series against the Homestead Grays. That was one of the great highlights of my life. My life. Yeah, so I'm blessed to have been a part of such a great legacy. It's just a wonderful and fascinating topic to discuss, and I'm glad that uh, you're able to tell us so much about it. Well, I just thank you all for being reminded of us and recognizing us, and because we never, I don't think any of our players ever tried to do anything to be seen and heard. We, we just tried to do the job, and if you saw us do good, did good, and if you didn't, didn't hear anything, it didn't bother us because we knew when we went out to play, we had to give our best, and we did that. We gave the best that we had, and we were satisfied with that. As long as you do your best, that's all. You can do whether people see it or not. But I know that I gave it my best. Everything I've been in, I learned to give it my best, uh, and that's what, what you're in it for. We want to thank Reverend Bill Greason so much for joining us on The Splash and the wonderful conversation. And thanks to all of you for listening in. We'll continue delivering podcasts through the offseason, so stay tuned. The Giant Splash is a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. Podcast producers are King Kaufman and Alan Johnson. The theme song, Batter Up, was written and performed by Lauren Gold and Ray Eastless. Support The Splash and all of our great journalism by signing up for a Chronicle membership at sfchronicle.com slash pod.